one day, my friend Brigitte, the house besorgerin, the, the manager of an apartment building, who is married to Rudy, who was a um, tram driver, decided that the best thing in the world for me would be to go on a field trip with a bunch of other um, apartment managers. Welcome to One Day in Vienna. Our guest today, Alexandra Thompson. Name, Alexandra Thompson, Geburtsland. USA, Ankunft in Wien, 1981, Familienstand. Geschieden, drei Kinder. Beruf, Fotografin und Schauspielerin bei der immersiven Theatergruppe Nesterwahl. I'm your host, Lauren Love, and welcome to this podcast, where we're going to be uncovering those memorable anecdotes about this magical city. But let's face it, we all love and hate in moments. The expats featured in this show will be enlightening us as to how they navigate becoming a local in Vienna, often with a splattering of hilarious culture clashes to boot. I'm here today with Alexandra Thompson. Uh, my beloved friend and hilarious uh, fellow party goer. Um, <laughs> uh, no, a very inspiring person in my life. And I just wanted to say to you, hello, Lex. How are you? Hello, Lauren. I'm doing very well. Thank you. We are talking about um, special days in Vienna. So first of all, tell us, uh, why, why did you come to Vienna? What was the reason? Because of love. It's always because of love. Yeah, I got on a plane from California to Vienna with uh, two children and, and sandals and no winter coat and, and arrived in February in Vienna when the, when the winters were still cold, really cold. Yep, that's what brought me here. And when was that? That was in February of 1981. So you're in love. You fly over from California with two kids. How old were they? Almost three and four. Oh, my goodness. They were really little. So tell us about what your initial day and your experiences were. You get off the plane. What? What? Tell us. We want to know everything. Oh, man. It was cold. And uh, my boyfriend picked us up at the airport in a bit of shock that my kids were in sandals and my little girl was in a dress and it was, you know, two feet of snow on the ground. <clears throat> and he, yeah, he picked us up. He put us in the car and he took us home to his apartment. And I've never, I never imagined that Vienna would be a gray, dismal, dark, poorly lit Oh, it was just depressing. So you moved to a country that you'd never been to. No, no. And you'd never once been to Vienna and you moved your well, whole I'd life I've been to over. Vienna for a short period, but not, I hadn't seen that part of it. I hadn't, it was quite different when I visited. Yeah. Was it summer when you visited before? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with summer and just a whole different vibe, a whole different atmosphere. It wasn't serious. Now I was moving. So to land in the early evening when there was very little light and to drive the freeway. You don't know how beautiful Vienna is 
when you drive from the airport to the city. It is industrial, it's barren, it's cold, and it was much worse back then, you know. In the 80s, there was nothing. So you've landed, you're in shock, um, but you've made a decision, you know. You've moved to Vienna. Uh, What happens next? Oh, what happens next? Um, Did you acclimatize? Eventually, well, after a number of years, yes, it took some time. It really took some time. Um, Vienna's changed so dramatically. They had, you know, they had three, three types of shampoo, pink, blue, and green. That's all. That's all Glen Vital. And you had your choice of color. And I... I'm from Beverly Hills, baby. You know, I'm like, and they had no television. You know, it's like, put the kids in front of the TV so we can talk, except that there was none. You know, there was, it was just, you know, from, from, I think it was from noon till four, there was nothing. Then there was an hour of like kids programs or something. I can't remember exactly, but there were two channels. Um, and that was it. And so, you know, I wasn't really sure what to do with myself, not speaking any German, and there we were. I question now why I'm here. (laughs) How on earth did I manage to stay? And how long have you been here? I have been here 40 years. Amazing. 40 years, yeah. Yeah, and I bet it's changed dramatically. I mean, even in the 15 years I've been here, it's changed hugely. Oh, yeah, yeah, tremendously, tremendously. So much, um, so much more alive. And, you know, I also didn't want to learn German. I thought it was a, I did want to learn German. And then I realized or was told, I, I was sent, you know, right away to, to a, a Sprachschule, to a language school, and found out that the cases for D are der, der, D. It's like, you mean you turn it into masculine when it's, the second and third case? Can we not have them all different? And so I, then I decided no. And then I discovered Falco and decided that the language was worth learning. Falco war ein österreichischer Popmusiker, bekannt für seinen Hit Rock Me Amadeus. In den 1980er Jahren erlangte er internationale Bekanntheit. Falco kombinierte Pop, Rock und Rap in seiner Musik. Sein unverwechselbarer Stil und seine energiegeladenen Auftritte machten ihn zur Poppikone. 1998 starb Falco, im echten Namen Johann Hölzel, bei einem Autounfall. I thought this is, the, this is cool, this guy, he's got it, became a huge Falco-Fan. Yeah. Is that the reason why That's you it. stayed, Lex? No, it's not the reason why I stayed, but it certainly made me... Um, think that German was okay. It could be a cool language. It didn't have to be so stiff and difficult. I think that's really it. I think it's always the setting that you place yourself in. It can seem really scary and like foreign to you, or it can be a pathway to understanding something more. And if you have that inspiration from music, then, you know, like that's a, that's a step in the door. What was the insight into like a new social lifestyle for you? Oh, I actually made friends with a couple who had a little girl in my daughter's class. 
And she decided, this woman, Brigitta, decided to adopt me. And she didn't speak any English, but she was going to take me around and do things with me, and we were going to we were going to have a relationship. And um, one day, my friend Brigitte, the house besoin, the, the manager of an apartment building, who is married to Rudy, who was a um, tram driver, they adopted me. Uh, I could speak no German. They could speak no English. And Brigitte decided that the best thing in the world for me would be to go on a field trip with a bunch of other um, apartment managers. So we took a bus to Dürnstein, and then we took a boat to Melk and sailed down the, the Danube. And so the, the bus is waiting for us. And I approach, and there are all of these very loud, very... Um, interesting-looking people, um, a lot of pink leggings, a lot of... Uh, one woman I remember had on a black and gold Tutankhamun T-shirt. Everyone was smoking. They were very, very loud. Couldn't wait to get a beer. Um, and Brigitte throws her arms around me, and we got on the bus. And I think... One thing to remember about me is that I grew up in in a Hollywood atmosphere. My my dad was a was a producer. My mother was an actress, and I'm getting on this bus, walking behind these very loud, very vivacious people. Um, my mother's friends were all gay men, and I felt kind of right at home, even though none of these people appeared to be gay. But they were loud, and they were full of life. They were just lovely, real people, and I instantly felt a bond with them and felt comfortable with them. This was not Hollywood. This, these were real people who enjoyed each other's company. And when we, they, they even, oh my heavens, driving in that bus, and I was in the middle of the bus, and I got so nauseous, and they didn't think twice about pulling over and letting me get off and throw up. Got off, threw up, got back on, and off we went. Stopped at a ghost house. I had real goulash, and there were there were no there were no small beers for anybody in that group. We all had the big beers, and everybody was you know half two sheets to the wind when we got back on the bus and went on with the journey. It was an absolutely enlightening experience for me. And that was kind of when I realized that there were some really interesting, cool people. And even though I didn't understand anything, I really felt, I really felt like this was, these were good people. And I was quite, was somehow very, you know, I'm the American and, and, uh, and my, husband was a, you know, a PhD and all of this. And our friends were the apartment manager and the tramp driver. And we got along like bread and butter. And this, this couple, um, oh my goodness, we had the best time. We had the best time. We had the best time that day. And I, I remember asking her and saying, so Brigitte, what is a, what is a prolo? Prolet ist eine abwertende Bezeichnung für einen einfachen Arbeiter oder jemanden mit geringem sozialen Status. 
Das Wort stammt aus dem Lateinischen und bedeutet Arbeiter. Es wurde oft in der Geschichte verwendet, um Menschen mit niedrigerem Einkommen oder ohne höhere Bildung zu beschreiben. What is a prolo? And Brigitte said, I'm a prolo and I'm the lowest prolo there is. And I thought, as she said it in English, sometimes she would rumble out with something and, and I thought, good God, this is like, this is, this, this is crazy. Um, I don't think things are like that anymore here. I hope they're not like that anymore. But these, these people, my goodness, I'm still friends with Brigitte. Crazy. So. I found a real kindness and a real warmth. And something that I didn't see as much in Los Angeles is some real sincerity. Yeah. You know, some real depth, some real sincerity. Um, but these are the kinds of people that I met here. And I thought this is a really, this is kind of a really cool place to be. And what's your relationship like with German, actually? I worked at an American school, at the American school for many years. And my German came to a complete halt. So slowly but surely, um, you know, I worked for Nesterval, which is an immersive theater company. And although they let me, they write for me in English, I feel like I'm missing a lot. When we do things as a group, when we go somewhere, when we, when we do something, I miss three quarters of the conversation because my German isn't good enough. So I, uh, a little over a year ago, I started intensely learning every single day, learning German. But now that they know I can speak German, now I have to do my parts in German. Ooh. It's not really that difficult. I've started listening to audible books in German. And um, just, I've always felt if you're going to move to a country, you need to speak the language or you're just missing out. You know, you're missing out. Lex, we are very uh, curious about what words resonate with our guests. Um, do you have any Austrian or German words which you particularly love or you find uh, disgusting? Tell us about them. My very first German word was Sternschnuppe. So I have a very, very, that's close to my heart. The word I still, after 40 years, can't get over is Erinnerung. Because, like, who says that? Erinnerung. Now I, I understand it's Erinnerung. So I've got that down, but it's still, every time I hear it, I'm, I'm jarred. And, of course, my favorite word is Schlagobers. Because it's exactly, it tastes and it, and it looks exactly like that. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lex. You are very um, It was not only just lovely to see your face, but it was really lovely that you shared your really amusing story with us. So thank you so much. You are very welcome. Thank you for the blush. And see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. You love Vienna too and want to learn German? Inis Vienna will get you there. Vienna's best language school offers a variety of courses and trainings at different levels, at different times, and at different intensities. All information about Ines Vienna and today's guests can be found in the show notes. And there we also explain all other German words, terms, and Viennese areas from this episode. Thanks for listening and hope you tune in next week. Auf Wiederhören! <laughs>